You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the Ten Thousand Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm here as always with Julian Andrews. Julian, how What's are up? you? Doing pretty good. A little tired, but hanging in there. So we recorded our last podcast on Monday, and we we were like super optimistic. We're like Let's do it before Monday night's game. The 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 Wolves will more than likely beat the Magic. Um, they we did say we did say that it would yeah. be a very Wolves type situation for them to lose to the Magic. So yeah, you might that. look at that. You might think to yourself, "Well, I don't want to listen to this podcast. This podcast is going to be negative." Well, first off, you're already listening to it, so um, shame on you. But uh, second off, this podcast is all about positivity. Uh, we have uh, Sean Hyken, an old friend of mine. Um, he works at Bleacher Report now, covers the NBA. Uh-huh. Sean, how are you? I'm good, man. It's been it's been a while. I think I'm pretty sure the last time I saw you was, I mean, it was definitely pre. Were you at All Star in 2020 in Chicago? 2020, I was there as a fan. Okay, so I don't think I saw you then. Was it the Combine the year before? Because it, you it was for sure the Combine. Yep, I was going to say because we saw every we we'd see each other every year at the Combine and then at um, All Star games. And occasionally, did you? You never really traveled with the Timberwolves, did you? Every once in a while, like they would, they would send, um, like pretty much everybody on road trips, like social and video, and then I'd get to go on like just like the shit, like back to back trip sure, nobody yeah. wanted to be on. So that right. was like, they're like, Kyle, do you want to go on this trip? It's a yeah. Tuesday night to Milwaukee, uh, you know, and we fly back that night. It's like, well, not really. But, you don't even you know. get any time to actually spend in the in the city. Even. No. No, it's not great. And then I was going to say, I have here in my notes, um, the NBA combine, they do a great job in Chicago, by the way. But um, what I will say is how many gross Jimmy John sandwiches have you had there over the years at the combine? Oh, dude, I, and this goes for not just for that kind of stuff, but also for 
the meals that they provide to us at games, like the media meals in different arenas. I always eat before I go to the arena. I just, the first year I was doing this, I would like, I like didn't know to do that. And so I would just kind of be stuck eating whatever. And I'm not complaining about like them giving people free food, but you know, it's just, you know, I'd rather just like eat before I go there and, and, you know, don't have to worry about it. So I actually have to say, I I don't think I've ever eaten one of those sandwiches at the combine. I'm hoping to get back to that. That's one of my favorite events. Not, not just because I lived, not just because I lived in Chicago for four years and I always really like going back there, but uh, that's just one of my, it's always been one of my favorite events to cover. So I'm hoping that given, you know, where it seems like things are a little bit better now with COVID than they were at that time last year, I'm hoping that, you know, uh, we'll be able to go back there this year. Yeah. The combine is always fun because it's very low pressure. Um, as far as like reporting, it's just kind of like, get what you need to get. And basically you see some people and then you get to enjoy Chicago. At least for me, that's what it was like. Um, well, see, I don't even really bother with the, cause like they bring, they bring all of the, uh, the prospects into that one room. That's like the side room next to the court. And they just kind of have these little scrums and I never even bother with those. Cause they're just totally useless. Cause it's yeah. just like the beat writers who cover whatever team are like, Hey, have you worked out with whatever? That's, yeah. <laughs> have you worked out with the Timberwolves? Have you worked out with the magic? How do you think? And then they always ask, Hey, how do you think you would fit with the, uh, with the magic? And then the player just like names all the good players on that team and says, yeah, I'd love to play with those guys. And You're so a- I never even bothered doing that. So <laughs> what I would always do is just like, hang out it on kind of that side where, you know, you can just sit in the bleachers and there are always like executives and uh, scouts and, you know, team personnel just kind of filtering in and out. So you can just kind of talk to whoever rolls in. Yeah. Kyle, I, I remember you talking about going to the combine and then just like trying to not talk to any of the big players. Yeah. You that's know, my, like that's my whole scrum around Zion or whatever. And you're just like, well, it got to a, it got to a point where the big name guys didn't even bother coming. Cause like mm, yeah. if you're somebody like, cause the last year that we, they actually had it open to media was uh, the Zion year. Zion didn't show up. Cause it's like, like what right. reason what you do you have? Do? You know, he's going to be the number one pick. It's like the only thing that could happen is either he gets hurt at the combine during the drills or he has a bad showing. And then teams start to go, eh, I don't know about, if you're somebody like, him or like uh the 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 first year that i covered it was 2014 which was the wiggins parker mb draft and none of those three guys showed no but the the biggest the highest profile guy like by far the biggest uh guy that was there was uh dante exum who at the time like he was coming out of australia and there was like no film on him like nobody knew anything about him so he was like the mystery man of the draft who was going to be a top five pick and so there was just a huge crowd around Dante Exum yeah I remember like last two years ago when like Zion's year basically like the top guy was Jarrett Culver and basically like you sit here and the only reason we did it was because we just wanted clips on YouTube um and like we were like monetizing this stuff right right so and like you get these little like quotes and the thing is, like, I can get my quotes. I can go to orlandomagic.com and, like, grab their quotes that they got of Jarrett Culver. I would just go. I remember sitting in the corner. I talked to Kyle Guy for, like, yeah. 25 minutes about, I don't know, like, just random shit. And uh, somebody's like, oh, yeah, you missed Culver. I was like, yeah, I got to I got to talk to Kyle Guy for. That's, I, I almost never do scrum stuff just in general anymore. Like, cause that now, now again, like I, I get like, if you're a beat writer or you work for a team, like sometimes that's the only way you're able to get stuff for me at this point with kind of what I do. It's like, if I'm going to be using quotes in a story, my editors are really not that interested in it. If it's just like group quotes that everybody 
yeah, else has. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you have no choice if you're talking about somebody like, you know, a LeBron or a Durant or some one of those guys that you're somebody who isn't like, you know, one of the big reporters isn't ever going to be able to get one-on-one. Sometimes you have no choice, but for the most part, like I don't even bother using quotes if it's just like something from a group or a press conference setting, but I realize that's sort of a unique situation as opposed to like, if I was a beat writer, like you have to file stuff every day. And sometimes you just have the same group quotes to, I mean, I used to cover the bulls and we kind of had to deal with that a lot where like we would go into practice and ask for, you know, Derek Rose or Jimmy Butler or Pau Gasol. And then they would say, hey, those guys already left, but here's Mike Dunleavy Jr. And then all the beat writers would run. Now, nothing against Mike. He was a good guy, but like all the beat writers would then be forced to just write the same Mike Dunleavy Jr. story that day with the same quotes. And right. it was just. It, it reminds me of um, like the the scrum set, uh, uh, the combine. It reminds me a lot of because you have like the, like, right, like the individual beat reporters each asking individual questions that like nobody, it's like really not relevant to anybody else there. Right. Julian, and, and like you'll remember this, like, when we would basically like our marketing team. And I remember the first push for this was like 2015. And this is Julian before you were with the wolf, but, mm-hmm. um, but we always had to do this after it was basically like our marketing push was we're not very good, but we have like a few players that like might be good. So let's right. ask other good players about our yeah. players. And I remember at all-star and like my boss was like right there next to me. He's like, Hey, ask a, Next question, let's ask about, uh, like, Gorgie Jang and his potential. And I had to ask, like, Tim Duncan in front of, like, 70 reporters about, like, what he thinks of Gorgie Jang. And I remember being like, I fucking, I hate my life. Like, this well, sucks. Like, I, everybody here, like, hates me. They don't respect me. And I just want to go back to the hotel and, like, hide. Well, I mean, the, the worst the worst for that was, like, when you, you know, you have to ask feature questions for, you know, and, and you, you can only really do it in a group setting. The worst thing was during the bubble because we didn't actually have any access to these guys because, mm. you know, you know the, I think those of the those reporters who were at the bubble, I think, had a little bit of opportunity for, like, exclusive stuff or one-on-ones. I was obviously not in Orlando at the bubble, so I was just doing it on Zoom like everybody else. But there were just times where, you know, I was working on a feature, and so I asked a question that's clearly just, like, an angle that's, like, not something that everybody else is asking about that's clearly, like, I'm asking it for a specific story. And then, like, like this happened with the... Uh, and I, there was something I asked Frank Vogel about once that was like super specific during the bubble. And one of those Lakers like fan accounts that isn't like a reporter, but like is on these zooms. It just has like 500,000 Twitter followers, just like tweets out whatever quote. He, and, it just, and I mean, it's fair game because it was in a group setting. I can't really like say, Oh, he did yeah, something yeah. wrong, but I was just like, if, if, if I had been there, I could have just pulled Frank aside after the group yeah. and asked him that. Cause it was like a specialized thing. So that's one of the things I've been happy about having in-person media access back it's still not quite to where it was like once they give us locker rooms back which hopefully happens at some point but once they give us like everything else like i've you know i've had a lot of luck with you know you go to shoot around shoot around has been basically the same as it was before covid where you know they let you onto the court you know if you need a player one-on-one you can go get them usually unless it's like lebron or something but i i think it's i would say we're like 80 percent of the way back to where it was before covid which is good, which is good, yeah. because then we get to enjoy the, the work people like you do. Um, speaking of your work, so uh, in, in positive news about the Timberwolves, they dropped there. And I will say this, the Timberwolves City Edition jerseys and jerseys in general over the years, um, while I don't agree with everything the Timberwolves do, they tend to nail this. Um, the City Edition jerseys you wrote 
and you ranked every city edition jersey in the NBA. The Timberwolves came in at, at number one. Um, I mean, people have seen the jerseys by now. Like we talked about them like three weeks ago when they leaked, but like it's always nice when we hear like someone else say nice things about the Timberwolves. That's not a Timberwolves <laughs> fan. So um, what what did you like about the jerseys? So you combine their best logo era of their jerseys, like the the Wolves in like that stylized font of, you know, like the Kevin Garnett era. You combine their best logo with their best color scheme, which is the original expansion era. Like there's yeah. there's no downside to it. And then, you know, you add some of the stuff later on with, you know, with the trees like on, on the sleeves and on the, on the uh, neck hole. And, and, and I just, I just thought they were so good. And they're so just like, there's such a contrast. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of their current look. I think it's just like, I kind of get what they were going for with it, but I just, I don't really like it. And so I kind of wish they would go back to something closer to what this is more permanently. So I, I love these. I absolutely yeah, love them. It has a lot of personality. I do feel like they're, 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 current jerseys are just like a little bit bland and corporate looking a lot of jerseys just look the same now like i i I don't i think a lot of it is like they're trying to i I don't know what the nba is trying to do i think a lot of it is like now they've made every team have like a circular logo to make it look more like a shield like for a soccer Mm. team like they're trying to do that to kind of like make the appeal more international or something which is kind of a similar thing to what they tried to do with the sleeve jerseys a number of years ago yes which was like one of the worst things in NBA history but uh no I I think back I mean you can say what you want about a lot of the cartoon jerseys from the 90s and a lot of them are very polarizing some of them have held up better than others but I liked it when teams were like trying different stuff and everything didn't look the same and so I kind of I like that these Wolves jerseys are kind of a throwback to that because nobody else's jerseys look like these. Yeah, I agree. I think they're great. Um, though I guess like the one thing I'm running into, and like this is certainly what they want, is it sucks because I have to just buy a jersey every year, which is that's exactly I get it. Like that's what they that's want. The point, and I'm with you. I don't <laughs> like that they change. Like every team has a new alternate jersey every year, and they. I I feel like if you you know if you if you think about like different eras like you you think about the Shaq and Penny Magic you just think about those like blue and black and white pinstripe jerseys and that was their look and they weren't putting out a new jersey every year you just think of that whole era and that was the look same thing with like the Alonzo Mourning Larry Johnson Hornets with that teal and purple that was just iconic that was their look through like that whole run they weren't like oh every year we have like in 94 we have this new city edition in 95 we have one that's slightly different and you got to buy it again like I like I liked it when like you could look at like certain eras of a team and think this is yeah. what they're like the ugliest jerseys in NBA history to me are the Suns ones from the mid-2000s like the Steve Nash Amari ones I thought those were atrocious but like yeah I at least like that you see that Jersey and like those players are what you think of. Like, it's not like every year of that run. Like they had that whole run where they went to the playoffs a bunch of years. They went to the conference finals a couple of times and every year, like they were in those jerseys and you just have that association, this whole push that Nike is doing to make every, you know, every year we have a new city edition and a new earned edition and an association and, you know, the statement edition and all these, all this stuff. It's like, none of this stuff has any staying power. I mean, occasionally there are some that do like the, that would like all the different variations that the heat have on the Miami vice stuff was yeah. incredible. Yeah, the print, the prints ones that the Timberwolves did were, were Those unbelievable. Were cool. Like I, like I wish they would 
I almost wish as much as like, I like the green and blue. I almost wish they would like make purple part of their brand, you know, permanently as a Prince thing. Like, because those jerseys were so good. And like, like I liked what the Nets did with the notorious BIG stuff too. Yeah. But like a lot of it is just like, especially the ones last. So like, I think this year's city editions were mostly pretty good. There were a few I didn't like, but last year, their whole thing was like, we're going to make it stuff about the city and it's all this obscure stuff that only local people are going to get. So like the Chicago one is like supposedly based on some architecture in the city, but it also like the font is like Chicago, the musical. And it's like, none of it really made sense to me. Yeah. And you kind of answered this, by the way, when I think of the Timberwolves jerseys, uh, they're, they're ones like they're just their normal ones. I think of uh, Jeff Teague being unable to throw an entry pass in. Um, but I, I, I have a question just, just and like, you kind of talked about this with like different eras, but, and maybe it's because I'm more plugged into the NBA, I guess, but like, it seems like NBA jerseys are so much different than any other sport where like, if the Vikings have a new Jersey, it's like, we talk about it for like a second and it's like, okay, like, well, they're, they're going to wear those week nine and like baseball, like you, you might see like a, you know, a variation or something, but it seems like in the NBA, like when teams put out their city editions, like, there's articles like yours that are out for three weeks and then we can't wait to buy the gear. And like, people want to go to the games where like, I guess why are NBA's like the jerseys so much different and maybe so much pop more popular and loved than when other sports do kind of the same thing. I think because culturally the NBA is cooler than other leagues in terms of like, you see more rappers wearing NBA jerseys and videos than like wearing football jerseys or wearing baseball jerseys. And, you know, you see more, you know, celebrities at NBA games than you see at, at uh, baseball games or football games. Like you'll always, you know, whatever, whatever NBA game, if it's like in New York or LA, you'll see like Rihanna in the front row or, you know, you'll see like all this, like, like there's, there's maybe a few like, like who is like the iconic, like celebrity that's always in the front row at an NFL game. Like there's no, there's nobody that like has that kind of coolness that like, you know, you think of the Knicks, you always think about Spike Lee, or you think about the Lakers, you always think about Jack Nicholson or like, whoever the you know whoever it is in whatever city like and i so i think the nba kind of has that cultural kind of cachet that and i think that you know the the jerseys are sort of part of it i mean there's probably a lot of it has to do with i mean uh, the nba is like more of a human up close experience than any of those sports obviously in the nfl they're wearing the helmets right the baseball, well, it, right huge, it would, you're really it, far away right so. like the guys are wearing shorts and sleeveless jerseys where you can like see their you, you see their faces you, you see, see guys like are. individual tattoos right. and like you get to mm-hmm. attach to kind of personalities more i think that's right. a lot of what drives it i agree uh before we uh let you go here um with one nba related question okay. um what is maybe the biggest surprise to you or like whether it's a good or bad surprise throughout the league we're we're two and a half weeks in what what, what's something that you're like oh i did not see see that happening i am surprised by how and it's probably going to be on ice for a little bit because they just announced today that lowry markinen is in the health and safety protocols but i did not think that the markinen mobley jared allen three big lineup was going to work as well as it has so that's that's yeah. one that's kind of surprising to me. And then I think uh, you know, the the Hornets I I did not see being this good. I always thought they were gonna be fun because I love Lamello and I love Bridges, but like I thought I didn't think they were gonna be this good right away, but they they've been great. The Timberwolves, I actually, you know, I you guys talked about them losing to Orlando, but you know, I've enjoyed the Timberwolves a lot. I think they're gonna be 
decent. Like, I think they'll be in the play-in mix this year, which is good. Like, I just, the thing I kind of like about this season, and I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday, but I, I feel like there's a lot, you guys can tell me if you agree or not, but I feel like there has been more variety in how teams play this year. Like the, we're coming out of like this five or six year stretch where everybody is trying to play like the warriors and just get a million threes up, even if they don't have the personnel to do that. I kind of like that. Now we're in a place where, like I just said, the Cavs are playing these, this three big lineup that we thought was going to be like when the Pistons tried to play Andre Drummond and Josh Smith and Greg Monroe together. And it was a disaster, but it's actually working. I don't think, I don't think I'd like it if every team was playing like that, but I like that there's one team that does that. The Raptors are a total nineties throwback. They smother you defensively and they basically can't do anything on offense. I don't think it would be enjoyable if every team was doing that or every team played like that. But I think it's cool that there's one team that's doing that. I kind of feel like right now, and maybe some of this is because of the new rules about foul drawing. That's like the James Harden, Trey Young stuff. I feel like teams have their own identities more and are just kind of leaning into playing in different ways as opposed to everybody just trying to be the Warriors. I feel yeah, like that's kind of more working. the case this year. Yeah, like those and those ways are working. Like we, there's a huge. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of parity. I mean, it's this early season, so you never know. But it feels like there's a lot of parity in some of these, as you said, unique ways of playing are like actually really effective. Like it's not just like, you know, like as you said with the, the Drummond lineups. But I don't know. It's and it's cool. It's it's kind of funded. Like, oh, the Celtics are in twelfth, and uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, that's like, not, that is not going well. Speaking of guys, Clippers who are... are in eleventh. You know, it's just like stuff like that. There's really it's been really exciting. I think. It's been fun. Um, I will be at the game tonight, actually, um, against the Clippers. So we'll see. Patrick Beverly against his old team. That'll be fun. Mm. I'm sure nothing. I'm sure, he'll bad. be completely mature about it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nobody will swear. <laughs> Nobody. No swear words. <laughs> um, Sean, you rock, man. Um, everyone, go follow Sean on Twitter. Sean, is it just your name? It's just at Hiking. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then yeah, go check his stuff over at Bleacher Report. Um, you know. Um, you know, we, I, at this podcast, we like to take credit for other people's success though. So any future success Sean has, we can, it's all back. because of this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're going to, well, I mean, it's gonna... good company. You guys had my buddy, Chris Hine on the other day. Yeah. 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 So good, good company to be in. <laughs> yes. Chris was great. His audio, not so much, but whatever we, uh, we, we got through it together. Um, and we love him. So, uh, Sean, uh, have a good rest of the week and weekend and we'll, uh, we'll have you back soon. And good to talk to you guys. All right. Thanks, man. Before we get into the second half of our podcast, I want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. The NBA is back and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Julian's good friend, you Washington. Love <laughs> I do. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER uh julian that's fun that's fun yeah that's cool do you think that if you bet on the wizards with your washingtons you get an automatic other dollar like six dollars 
I wonder if it, they'll be confused because maybe they think that you're in the like wa- the Washington State. Mm. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. And I don't know if you can legally download <laughs> or legally gamble in either of those states. Yeah, um, either. But what I will say is, if you can't <laughs> legally put down a bet, um, just put in a DraftKings lineup. They're great. Um, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, I'm not Old sure. Jerseys like, are cool. They I are. Make like I'm not like a huge jersey guy. You know, I don't usually really wear. I don't really know when I would wear a jersey, so I never really buy them. But I hope they make like a nice sweatshirt. Yeah, with like the same. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm I a big like not. hooded sweatshirt. I think that guy. blue. I think that blue would would pop on me. Yeah, it would look great. You'd look fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our second half of our pod, we're not going to get into too much hoops. Wolves got the Clippers on Wednesday night. We're recording this on Wednesday, so uh, we won't know the results of that game. And then on Friday, uh, more Clippers. And then I don't think they play until next week. So. Um, may, our early next week pod will have like a reaction to the games, like what went well, what didn't go well. Uh, for now, though, we have our three star sports card card corner, of course, which is brought to you by three star sports cards in Bloomington. I was there this week because I'm there every week. Um, I got three cards back live there because I live the there, I live in the basement, and they won't let me out, but they feed me, so it's great. <laughs> um, no, they're great over there. If you need any materials or any supplies, they have you covered. Um, yeah, tell them the 10,000 Lamps podcast sent you if you do go because that helps us and it probably tells them that they're making a good investment in this podcast, which I think they are. Uh, October was our best month ever. Um, Julian, I don't, I don't have much as far as like, I'm not going to like track individual players or whatever, but I think a lot of people are like, hey, when is when can I see? When can I get my cards? Yeah, when can I get new cards? Um, so like new releases, Recon came out. Um which I think we, I don't know if that's ever been like a standalone product before. Somebody can correct me, I guess. But um, I bought a pack that, that the other day. It's actually pretty cool and like inexpensive compared to like some of the other products that come out. But again, that's 2020, 21. So that's like right. Edwards, LaMelo, rookie year. Um, upcoming releases, which I want to highlight. Uh, November 24th is 2020, 21 Chronicles, which is always a really fun product. They combine like all these different, brands into just one box or you know one um kind of overall umber- cool. like, um yeah. yeah so it's really cool uh but again that's last year's rookies so um and then in uh on december 1st we have mosaic that comes out again last year um mosaic is really really cool we saw like the first standalone release of mosaic last year um or maybe two years ago Maybe it was two years ago. I forget. It was yeah, because didn't it used to be kind of a part of the? Yeah, it was part of Prism. Yeah, yeah. So like they would have like Prism um, cards that were mosaic. Cool looking card. It's a it's a super cool looking card indeed. Um, yeah. So uh, mosaic comes out um, this December first. Now, as far as value goes, like mosaic is priced like Prism kind of, but it doesn't hold the same value as Prism. So just like FYI. Um, it's expensive. Um, and then December 8th, um, again, last year's class is Panini one and Panini one is like the expensive. I'm not sure how much it'll go for probably like 800 bucks per box. And it's literally just one card. So you're just kind of hoping that you gambling get a really like, yeah, if you get that LaMelo signed or Edwards signed card, like it's probably worth a couple thousand or probably more than that. But, uh, if you don't, um, you're probably going to be disappointed. So, um, again, there's no secure days for this year's rookie class in uniforms yet, which generally the first brand that comes out is hoops, which is like kind of on the lower level. Yep. Um, yeah. So just a heads up, like 
over, I guess, like probably throughout like late November, December, we get some new stuff dropping. And then I'm guessing after the new year, we'll probably get an idea of like when hoops, hoops and Donruss come out. And then with that, like when prism comes out, which is kind of what everybody wants yeah. to see. What's the next, uh, what do you think the next, uh, stuff we should open on the pod should be? It's a good question. Um, we could do recon, um, we could do recon. Let me see what they have at the site. Let me go to three star sports cards right now. Three star sports cards. Com. Bum, bum, bum. What should we open on the podcast? What should we open on the podcast? This uh, is good. This is behind the scenes, Kyle. Yeah, we could do Revol- revolution. Um, we could do. So Revolution is $250 for a hobby box. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we could do Clearly Donruss, which is $200 for a hobby box. Are those those clear ones? Yeah. They're kind of cool, but you only get 20 cards yeah. per box. Um, we could do Premium Stock Hoops. I mean, in my opinion, what we should do is probably the Revolution. That's $250. i am just saying mm-hmm. bang for your buck here. Um. You know, and then you could uh, you could always do like Donruss Hobby Box. That's five fifty. I mean, we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll do we'll, it soon. Yeah, what we might do is just maybe we just get a bunch of packs. Yeah, like, totally. We get, exactly. we get like yep. Yeah, we maybe we get like five or six packs to open. Um, That'd be fun. Cool. Well, Julian, that's all I got. Uh, we want to thank our good friend Sean from Bleacher Report for joining the pod. We want to thank DraftKings, Three Star Sports Cards, but most of all, we want to thank you for listening. So, uh, Julian, you have a great weekend. Everyone listening, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.